Welcome to episode 57 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me covering up all my best bits on Twitter at SEATJK. And with me is Chris. What size fig leaf does all that junk require, Chris? Uh, palm leaf. Palm frond. Palm frond is what we're looking at. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> but yes, you can catch me doing uh, doing whatever I do. How about a palm frond fan dance? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Like one of those old timey ones, maybe with a bowl of fruit on my head. I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can catch that on uh, Twitter at CD Villasenor. Fantastic. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at hello, hello. at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. Tonight, we're going to talk about the art of covers in all their forms. In segment one, we'll talk about billionaires covering some political greatest hits in their aspirations to the presidency. In segment two, we're going to talk about Weezer and just what the hell they think they're doing anyway. And finally, since you didn't get to it last week, our Super Bowl preview will be covering a boy band with old NFL coaches. And you know, as I mentioned to you, I'm glad that you and guest host Chris Falk failed to get home on that one because it felt a little too us. And I saw it in your rundown, and I felt betrayed. <laughs> I was, you know, I just do the show. And, but uh, but uh, Chris Falk, by the way, did a great job. Shout out. He did. And, thanks, for, thanks for filling in for me, Chris. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we didn't quite get to it, which is fine. So I saved it for us. I thought, you know, all right, we'll just, we'll just do it. We'll keep the boy band stuff in-house. We will also have the triumphant return of the Jatwa, or Dad <laughs> Jokes of the Week. <laughs> It's a. <laughs> wait, wait, what was that? It's, the Jatwa? Yeah, the Jatwa. That's the wait, acronym. Isn't that a character in the Black Panther movie? The Jatwa? Uh, that sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to not say anything. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's a double serving of dad jokes, and uh, who boy, are they terrible. In the OT, I've got some thoughts on McDonald's and also about my favorite band, Imagine Dragons. But before we get to our topics, I want to ask you a question. Sure. What's the worst thing someone's ever made you do in the wee hours of the morning when you're on about th three hours or less of sleep? Exercise. <laughs> Exercise. Wake up in the middle of the night. You know, but you know when you were when we were kids, right? You would you'd pull an all nighter, do something stupid, then have to get up for football practice in the morning or something sure. like that. And yeah. th that's about. But that's I. But I can't wait to hear what happened to you. <laughs> Well, as our listeners know, I was out of town last week on a business trip. Uh, went out to went out to Flow Rida, um, and it was a, a productive week. Uh, very long. I took particularly going west to east. Um, I never really like adapted. I just stayed up till like two or three every night and got up at six and dealt with it. Um, and on the last night, or the not the last night, but the last night, I finally was crashing out. Like we were at our last sort of get together, hurrah! Like thanks everybody for coming out for the week and. It was like 8.30 and I was literally like falling asleep at the restaurant <laughs> and I fell asleep in the Uber on the way back to the hotel. Uh, so I was done. But I still, once I got back to the hotel, crashed for about an hour, um, woke up. It's like 9.30, packed my suitcase so I didn't have to do it in the morning because I had to get up at like, I had to be at the airport by basically 5.30. It's about 30 minutes from the airport where we're staying. Okay. So I have to get up at, you know, I got to be downstairs to catch the car at 5 o'clock. Um, so that means the alarm is going to go off at 4.30, enough time for me to do a quick shower, finish packing my bag, and get out. And after I take about an hour-long nap, after crashing, after getting back, I don't fall asleep at all. You're just until, stuck. Yeah, until like 3 a.m. So I slept for like 90 minutes. 
God. <laughs> it was rough. But I get up, get in the Uber. Thankfully, I was a few minutes late. My buddy waited for me. So props to him for waiting because easily we're going to the airport. He could have been like, look, I got to go. But he didn't. Right. But we get in the Uber. And the dude is chipper as fuck for 5 a.m. <laughs> he's, he's, earned, he's earning a living, man. He's out there earning a living. He is. He's, he's ready. He's, he's happy about it. Yeah, and he's doing it in the Orlando area, so I feel like he, he must feel the pressure to bring the magic to his Uber rides. Because he immediately starts asking us, you know, oh, did we go to the Disney uh, Disney World park at all? And, you know, or do we watch Disney movies? And we're the guy that I'm with, we're both dads. So we're like, yeah, we watch Disney movies all the time. He's like, oh, great. So we're going to play a game. He's like, this is the... The, the fun cab, and, and I forget what he said. He's like, not cat, but the, fun, the funny thing he did say was, not the cash cab. This would be like the EBT cab for what I've been making. <laughs> <laughs> funny joke. It was pretty funny. And it was during the government shutdown, so my re- response was, I don't think that's going to work right now. <laughs> Either way. Um, but he decides, and he's like an older gentleman. Uh, I would guess he's probably late 40s. I don't know. It's hard to know with Florida people because he's like, look. Leathery. Yeah, yeah. He definitely looked older than I think he actually was. Sure, sure. <laughs> but he was describing how he really enjoyed being a father and, like, he always played games with his kids, and so that's what we're going to do. He was basically going to play us, name that tune, Disney style, at 5 a.m. in the back of an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just pass? Uh, dude, you know, I appreciate it, but can we pass? I, in the back seat, I did let out a very audible sigh. Like, I was like... <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> the big blowout like all right whatever ma. here we go so he I'll, puts I'll it play on your game and you know what i thought this was gonna be a negative story but the truth is, is it was a positive experience he had this like pre-mixed um transition track that had like 20 songs on it with like transitions and he knew where all the cues were and he was like and this next movie and he'd give us a little hint and he'd like you gotta be the first one to guess it you guys are playing against each other he was keeping score um I'm kind of good at this kind of thing, so I start just decimating my buddy right off the bat. <laughs> and then I played possum for a little while and let him come back. Like, any time I knew there was one he would get, I let it lie for a few extra seconds. You let it go. Did you let it go? <laughs> I did. I let it go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it ended up being a positive experience, and I even said that to him at the end. I was like, I can't believe you got us to do that at 5 a.m. on a weekday when we're flying out of town. I thought this was going to be horrible, but it was pretty fun. So good job, you Uber guy in Orlando. Nice. Yeah, man. That's, I mean, it's, it's nice that he had that prepared. I mean, that's, a, that's good because, you know, he probably has a lot of – he probably totes families around and stuff sure. like that. So to play a game like that with kids and would make your Uber ride a lot better. And, and you threw the tip on for him and the five-star, and, you're, you know, you're off and running. You know it wasn't my Uber. I hope, I hope my buddy came through for him, <laughs> but I can't take any responsibility for that. <laughs> Give him a one. He might Dude, have. I don't know. Like, here's a fucking one-star for you, pal. <laughs> like, all pull I want to do is get 30 minutes of sleep. Pull out the GDMF trivia, music trivia <laughs> game on me at 5 a.m. Show you. Indeed. <laughs> well, it's glad you're back. It's nice to see you. Thank you. Yeah, you as well. Happy to be back. Um, so in segment one, we're going to talk about billionaires for president. So inspired by Mr. Howard Schultz and his already failed run for the presidency, <laughs> in my mind. Dude, dude, has anybody over a two-day period, and I'm, ta- I'm including Trump, <laughs> been kicked in the balls more times on Twitter for... I- it's, it's incredible. And maybe because my, my Twitter filter skews Seattle... Mm-hmm. Because oh my God, Seattle could not be roasting him harder and taking immense glee 
in roasting him hard. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of spreading to national. It's sort of spread out to national news because everybody knows Seattle hates Howard Schultz. And Howard Schultz lives here, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. They're just it's our, uh, it's our job so to over-roast him the way he over-roasts all his shitty coffee. <laughs> We're roasting him to the second crack of that coffee bean. That's right. I want it to be nice and bitter in your mouth, Howard. Just like <laughs> it was bitter when you cost us our basketball team. <laughs> That's but, not really the reason I hold just that's not the only reason I hold a grudge against him. I have problems with, you know, pretty much everything about what he's done so far. Sure, but I mean really that's what it comes down to. He effed up the basketball thing and you know, well he did what sports owners always do. They hold their city hostage and then they sell their team and then they sell the team because they gave me assurances that the team wouldn't move and then a year later the team moved. Well, I think that's the biggest issue I have with it is that right. you've shown yourself to be either a liar or credulous to the point of not being trustworthy. Like you just you believe in the bad faith actors. That seems like a fantastic person to be in president, to be the president right now. <laughs> that's the president we have now. Uh, no, he is a bad faith actor. That's not quite the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but it really is. I mean, I, I mean, people have been very creative about the roasting of. Howard Schultz too. I, it's been great. I mean, people have really. It seems like everyone's been saving up their A material for this particular moment, and now it's all spilling out into Twitter, and it's it's pretty entertaining. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, not really, because you know I fear for the future of the world. Uh, I don't think Howard's know, here to help. I here's the thing, right? He's not. He's he's inconsequential, really. When it One comes right down to it, it's not. He's not a legitimate candidate for, I mean if he wants to spend his money like if he wants to spend a lot of money and not get, get anything for it well then sure go ahead and run for office it's fine with me but he's a non-starter and so I don't even remember I don't know if you remember you remember Ross Perot at all you might not of course no I very much remember Ross Perot but Ross Perot very easily could have won that campaign had he not dropped out in early in that spring and then tried to get back into the race in right. the fall. Right. But he was polling better than ever. He was polling number one. People, yeah, because it was broken back then. It was broken back then and he was this crazy character of a, yeah. <laughs> a crack Texan guy. Right. <laughs> and, and But he, he said all those kind of same things, right? He was the he was the outsider. He was perhaps the the Trump model before, before it came before Trump came around. But it was that I'm going to, you know, I'm straight shooting, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> Howard Schultz has none of that, right? No, Ross Perot used to say cool shit like, if you see a snake, just kill it. Don't appoint <laughs> a committee on snakes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, he, would just, he would just say just just homespun horse shit. Yeah. That, but he did it with such amazing personality, and it, was, it really was at that time a real breath of fresh air. Howard Schultz has none of that. No. Howard Schultz is this button-down just oozing corporate polish kind of guy. And nobody wants that. That is not something that appeals to the, to the quote unquote independent voter. If he's going to, I'm going to be independent. It's like, right, you're just, whatever, just waste your money. You just, just, it's fine with me, but it, it's not going anywhere. Howard Schultz, much like his contemporary Jeff Bezos wore a ponytail into the two thousands. And for that reason alone, he's disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> But you wanted to talk a little bit more about what other fictional billionaires maybe could do a good job as president. 
right. he obviously presented the obvious ones tony stark bruce wayne what else did you have in mind <laughs> well first of all tony stark probably like a technocrat globalist i'm not sure if we i'm not sure i mean that that probably appeals to some people <laughs> um you know bruce wayne more of a uh he's got problems <laughs> Tough on crime, <laughs> Re- really, really tough on crime. Real crime bill candidate. Um, I hard for him to probably make a connection with, uh, and then he'd always be missing. That'd be the only thing. Where's the president? Where's President Wayne? Oh, we don't know. <laughs> no, just at night. Yeah, he's, he's been, just gone. He's, he's been gone. Like, he's been, he's been gone for th- he's been gone for three and a half days. No one's seen him. Oh, then he reappeared in his, his office, and we don't know how he got there. <laughs> It's like I don't know. The Secret Service can't keep track of him. It's 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 a little weird. See, I like but, the idea of the Tony Stark, like the 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 sort of post uh, Infinity War Tony Stark, who's like learned a few lessons along the way. And I like the idea of the super of the, of the president actually being a superhero. Like I'm just gonna go take care of it. Like right. yeah, right. He could put on the armor, and then he could get you know, then he can get War Machine to go with him, and they could just handle shit together. Uh, plus, then you know, we'd have the. Uh, what do they call them? The, um, oh, the, the, the force of Iron Man suits has a name. Sure. Iron Legion. Yes. Iron Legion could be the, uh, you know, secret, secret service. service. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool you as could, hell. You could paint his, you know, he could have the Mark eight air force one armor. Yeah. He could just fly himself places. Just yeah, show just up. Sort of that, that sky blue color with some white striping. <laughs> I like it. He's just flying he could, around. Yeah. And he could just land in a three point stance right there, wherever he needs See, to. See, now you're on board. <laughs> I'm bored with Tony. Bruce is yeah. Bruce is slightly more troublesome in terms well, of Bruce like, has trying, like deep seated psychological issues that are kind of and plus his and plus his superhero personality doesn't quite blend no. doesn't quite mix with you know being the president right. But you know obviously the best president would be Lex Luthor. Oh, you weren't supposed to get there so quickly. <laughs> I thought we were going to disagree on this. <laughs> Lex Luthor ran on banning fossil fuels. <laughs> right. You know, right. he was impeached for trading arms with Darkseid, but he was doing it to repel a separate alien invasion. Well, exactly. Well, first of all, yes, he's tough on illegal aliens. Like, literal <laughs> literal aliens. Build a he's, space wall. Build a space he, wall, Lex. He's got a, he's got a problem with a specific alien, but still tough on what he might consider illegal aliens. Yeah. Business-friendly environment. Yeah. He's a consensus builder or a legion builder. <laughs> Maybe more He's like definitely it. a social liberal because he doesn't care enough about any of that stuff to make laws about no, it. No, no, he doesn't care. He no. doesn't, maybe like a maybe libertarian in that way. Like, yeah. Can you be a social liberal on indifference? <laughs> I, that, yeah, sure. Does that make you... It's like, I don't care what you do. Well, I mean, that was the best case Trump scenario, right? That he wasn't going to take any... Because he was that... He That's the way he was with liberalism is that he didn't... I'm going to yeah. protect the gays and this and everything he said, right? Because he right. didn't care enough to, to think that anyone should... You know, Trump doesn't, I don't think, deep down. He's a coward, so he doesn't really want to hurt people. He just wants to, He wants political expedient choices, so he just takes bad advice from psychopaths. He just wants people to applaud for him. Right, so when exactly. He gets in, so when he gets in front of an audience of whatever, he just says whatever that, that will make them applaud, and he doesn't really believe any of it. Well, that's the other thing with the... And if we round back to Schultz a little bit here real quick... That, that, you know, he's probably a social. I, my sense is he's a social liberal. I mean, not that that, not that he's, but but you don't know, right? This yeah. is, I mean, he, the way he led Starbucks was very socially liberal. 
so you might extrapolate from that that he is. But um, but he's no Lex Luthor, first of all. No. He, he doesn't, doesn't have, have smarts. <laughs> he doesn't have... And also Lex Luthor, underrated for being an actual scientist. Right. A genius. Yeah. Genius scientist. A very stable genius. <laughs> stable? Are we saying everything, stable? Everything he would do would be very legal and very cool. Yeah. The... Um, there is this excellent, <laughs> there's this really excellent Lex Luthor series where it's told from his perspective, mm-hmm. and it makes total sense. And Superman's always like f- dropping buildings on people and shit, and he's like, "We are, why isn't anyone doing anything about this?" It's really great. It's um, it's aliens around here just causing trouble. I think I think um, Zack Snyder borrowed a fair bit of that for Batman versus Superman, cause, mm. you know, because Bruce has that same sort of feeling about about um, about Clark mm-hmm. like why isn't anyone doing anything about this alien run amok who could right. basically snuff out everyone on the planet if he wanted to and we wouldn't be able to stop him but there's an excellent Lex Luthor series from the mid 90s that tells that tale and it's done so perfectly well that you you're totally team Luthor at the end of it yeah <laughs> you're like I totally get it I get why I get what he's doing he's, and he does it and he does it for us well, that's and the best yeah. kind of writing where the the like, I mean, even Thanos has a point, right? Like, his, his methods are poor, <laughs> but his, his philosophy is sound. Can we get Thanos to be president? No, he's not American. Uh, he's, not, he's, he's not American. No, he so wasn't born here. Sorry. Also, Sorry. we don't know how old he is. <laughs> he has to be 35. He might not be 35. I think he's <laughs> at least 35, is my guess. <laughs> in, in, cosmic, in cosmic years, I don't even know how they measure that stuff. Certainly his weathered chin seems to belie his age. Well, you know... I had a whole riff planned for this on Scrooge McDuck, but we're just going to have to do that another time. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck? You can't like Scrooge McDuck. He Reform Scrooge McDuck? DuckTales Scrooge McDuck? Solid president. Sorry. I just, uh, he's, gonna, he's always going to choose the money. He's never going to choose the people. He's got the most money. I, 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 in preparation for this segment, I went and looked at an article about the <laughs> richest fictional characters. He's, he's considered to be the approximately the richest of all time with $45 billion in cash, I, by the way, in cash. <laughs> in that room? In yeah. that room where he just swims around in it, like all those coins and bills? Yeah. <laughs> you know you can't dive into a pool full of coins. You'll kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You'll break your neck, stupid duck. All right, moving on to segment number two. We're going to talk about actual covers. And when I say covers, I mean music. So Weezer recently released the Teal album, which is an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, uh, by the way, sidebar here. If you haven't checked out Ty on the Our Liner Notes podcast, at O Liner Notes, uh, very fun. Uh, I, I listened to that podcast up on the mountain when uh, driving up and then snowboarding around with you and Chris Meyer chirping in my ear. And uh, very, very good, very fun, uh, very fun appearance. And, Thank and, you. And, you know, I mean, objectively it's long, but it, it goes fast. It's, a, it's, a, it's good. It's, Chris puts together a really great podcast. It's really well produced. He does a good job. And he does, uh, you heard us talk about the fact that he plays those songs live while you do it, um, which is really helpful for getting that emotional connection when you're doing the storytelling. Oh, he does. Like, yeah, like we. Uh, he actually, while we're recording, when we cut to the song, we're actually cutting to the song. Now, when he does it in post, it's he's he's adding it in afterwards. But we listen to, I would say, at least half to three quarters of every song in between our conversations there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was a good nice. method. So, yeah, thanks to Chris uh, for having me on. You can reach him on Twitter at Chris Meyer BC. That's M A I E R. 
not M-E-Y-E-R. My baloney has a first name. Yeah, it's M-A-I-E-R. <laughs> That's a second name. That's oh, the M-E-Y-E-R. I blew it. <laughs> but thanks to our liner notes and thanks to Chris for having me on. And that, I, I like that. That's just all the podcasters we know. Somebody's got to be named Chris. It's a rule. It's a rule. Well, anyway, so talking about Weezer and their Teal album, uh, I wanted to set the stage here to tell you what, what brought this for me. Uh, what brought this up for me, rather, is that uh, I ran into a Vice tweet that was a repost of a Noisy article where an editor at Noisy was basically saying the Weezer Africa thing is my fault and I'm sorry. And so I had to click on that because I wanted to find out. We've obviously talked about it quite a bit on the show in the past. And uh, the deal is, so a 14-year-old girl in Ohio created a Twizzer Twitter account at Weezer Africa and just decided it would be a fun thing to badger the band, to badger Rivers about um, on the internet. Um, it was just her idea to get her favorite band to cover her favorite song. So props to her parents for, one, getting her to listen to Africa at 14. Okay. Good job. <laughs> So they're like truly trying to make her fan dream come true. So the no- this noisy editor um, saw it get boosted via one of his freelancers on Twitter and and sent that freelancer out to find out what the deal was with this account. Um, and that started basically the meme ball rolling. So the, the, the freelancer came back, wrote the article, they published it. It caught a little traction on the Internet. Uh, and apparently Weezer had like tested the waters in May of last year before Africa came out with Rosanna, which did you ever hear the, Re- the Weezer no. Rosanna cover? I did not. I'm not sad I haven't heard that either. No, I'm, I'm glad to be missing it, to be honest <laughs> with you. And, of course, that led the, you know, the ball rolling to its inevitable conclusion, which is that god-awful Pitbull Ocean to Ocean song, which, by the way, is on the Aquaman soundtrack, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so that just firm, like uh, firms up my stance that uh, Aquaman's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, oh the pitbull version of is just wildly awful, um, but and and so is the Weezer the Weezer Africa cover. It's it's terrible, but at least there's some sort of story to it. There's no excuse for pitbull. I mean, someone just called up pitbull and said, "Hey, can you make a rap song?" And whatever, he just chose Africa, I guess. <laughs> well, and then this escalated for me the other day because they. Weezer released this actual record now, this record of just covers. Yeah, and I and yeah, I think I heard some people complaining about it, but I don't know what are the do you have the track list? I do. So that's what happened is that ESPN writer Mina Kimes tweeted out, she said like that Weezer cover of No Scrubs with the Pikachu the shocked Pikachu face. <laughs> and then one of my replies to her was, In becoming a shitty cover band, Weezer has achieved their final form. Which, you know, did right. did pretty well for my tweets, my, my that's standards. A, that's, that's a that's a good that's a funny that's a funny uh, Pokemon joke. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so these are the songs. Okay, so Africa. Well, no scrubs, really. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, bad. Uh, so I'm, she I'm said, she's that. like, I made it 12 seconds. I made it 22 seconds before I turned it off. And I tried again two or three times, and I couldn't get past, also known as a buster. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, fuck. And I just turned it off. <laughs> okay. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, like the ghost of Lisa Left Eye Lopez should come and and terrorize them forever like she should come back as like a like a like a one-eyed like grudge no get there come on korean water ghost no she needs to come back and set their goddamn house on fire (laughs) (laughs) so the other songs on this weezer record are everybody wants to rule the world which again a personal favorite and i'm upset okay Uh, (laughs) (laughs) sweet dreams are made of this okay take on me okay happy together 
Uh, oh, all right, sure. The Turtles, you know. Yeah. Imagine me and you. Yeah. Uh, Paranoid, Black Sabbath. Great. Okay. Mr. Blue Sky, Yellow. All, all there's like there's a there's a all the fast yellow songs sound the same to me. But okay, yeah, sure. I don't know, I don't know which one that is either. Okay. I have to listen to it. Uh, no Scrubs, obviously. Um, Billy Jean, which good, is good lord, is what, upsetting, what, but apparently what? not as upsetting as we're gonna as this documentary about Michael Jackson's coming out is going to be. Well, well I'm sure we'll have to <laughs> cover that at some point later great, on. Great, can't wait to come to terms <laughs> with that. And then stand by me. Uh, okay. I mean, this is like the cover band I played in in high school, to be quite honest with you. I think I, I probably played most of those songs as a, as a high school sure. cover band, but what, I mean, really, what's the point? I mean, is it, I guess if it's fun, I guess if they're having fun, it's fine. And it really doesn't bother me because I won't listen to it. Yeah. And I'm not heavily invested in Weezer, so it's, I'm not going to be like, my heroes have toppled from this grandiose pedestal <laughs> well, that happened as somebody who was very invested in weezer at one point in my life that happened a long time ago rivers cuomo last year put out some sort of pop song that has a violin cello piece to it mm. um that's actually very enjoyable but um uh but yeah i'm not interested in any of th- i'm gonna pass on all this <laughs> i'm gonna pass on all this weezer cover business because i just don't think it's 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 probably not good for me and and like I said, I hope I hope somebody enjoys it, but it won't be me. It got me thinking though, like what is the value of a cover song? Like, do you have to? I remember the period during like the mid aughts where American Idol really became about can you turn this cover so, like can you turn your cover into something else? Right, that kind of became the thing that the people that would win were the people that did the best job taking whatever the material they were given and making it something different. That was like you were a real artist if you were coming out performing something. The one I really remember is like um, Adam Lambert. You remember Adam Lambert? Sure. He came out. I don't remember what song it was, but he completely flipped something on his head, made it slow and real intense. It was actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll I'll follow up on Twitter about what it actually was. I wasn't ready to actually talk about American Idol or Adam Lambert as part (laughs) of the segment. So, but my point is that there is, I think, some value in taking something we've heard before and making it sound new. And I think that's what upsets me about Weezer is just it's straight covers like a wedding band. Right. It's right. Like, and it's there's just a, worse versions. So, yeah, exactly. There's a there's a nostalgia thing. So you can do covers for nostalgia. Sure. Some some bands just say, you know, we we took a lot of, you know, we took a lot of influence from Black Sabbath. So we'd like to do a Black Sabbath record a black sabbath song second to last on our album <laughs> right and it's totally fine i get that yeah but the uh and i like tribute bands sure sure i mean there's a, there are there are fine ways to do covers and there are there's so if we talk about sort of what i think are my favorite covers yeah uh or the ones i enjoy i just threw down a few the first one that comes to mind is quiet rights come on feel the noise Mm-hmm. Now, no people. A lot of people don't know that's a cover because the they they took it from a band that wasn't very popular in the United States. So they make a cover. They sort of put a bunch of L.A. glam metal on it, and it becomes a huge hit for them. And maybe some people discover that it's a cover and go back and listen to Slade or, um, and then, so that's one thing. And the the next thing that came to mind was Whitney's. Um, I will always love you. Sure. Right. And again, most kids or most other people who listen to pop music probably had never heard the 
Dolly Parton original. So again, it, that's, it's a, that's true for me. It's a great song that that works well within, you know, the movie that they were, you know, the bodyguard and and it's fresh for a lot of people. It's fresh for a lot of ears. And the last one I put down was Johnny Cash's Hurt, uh-huh. which I think is just a terrific cover. Just because it's just because it works. That song works so well for Johnny Cash. And that that it becomes something something I think equally as good as the original. I would actually tell you that the Johnny Cash one has fully replaced the original in my mind. Like yeah. I know that that's a Nine Inch Nails song, um, or is it a Trent Reznor ind- individual? It doesn't matter. Tomato, but, tomato. Yeah, but uh, I I've heard the original, but I never listened to the original. The Johnny Cash one is like it's like a Johnny Cash song, and it it works so well, like you say, as his you know him aging and becoming less relevant and and obviously not having a hit in a long time and sort of being able to put that out and I think and it, like a year from being dead right right um i'm in the minority because i like the atari's cover of boys of summer <laughs> oh god i put that on my worst list <laughs> no it's on everybody's worst list that's why I, that's why i bring it up because i just enjoy like i well i like that song period um and i like the little the subtle ly- lyrical changes and i it, it's not a good song, but it just reminds me of, you know, summertime. It's just got a little different flavor. Yeah. I don't know. Don, Don, there's a certain melancholy that you can't cap, that the Tari certainly can't capture. That, sure. But, fine. But I think I just like the black flag sticker on a Cadillac. That's, that's <laughs> <something. laughs> the, the, the sister cover to that, in my mind, because I wrote down the Atari's. Um, is Alien Ant Farm Smooth Criminal, which is, mm. uh, I hate. You hate it? <laughs> I hate it. Oh, I don't hate that one either. Really? You like no. that one? Oh, yeah, God. and I love Smooth Criminal. I mean, like, again, I'm not looking forward to reckoning with my love for Michael Jackson when sure. HBO proves to me that he was indeed a pedophile. No, <laughs> it's, it's not just t- circumstantial horrible. evidence. Yeah, t- terrible and horrible. But the but Smooth, cri- smooth Criminal, Alien Ant Farm, I don't like See, it. I think that worked for me. Like, it just worked. It's 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 not great. And I don't go back and listen to it on a regular basis. But it worked for me at the time when it came out. And it's true enough to the original with enough of its own flavor that I, I at least appreciate a little bit. I think that, I think that the, uh, the coin flip for me is always would I rather listen to the original than the cover. And it's always, it's, uh, you know, of course, depending upon my mood, I don't think I would ever choose either the Ataris or Alien Ant Farm regardless of my mood over the no. original. Yeah, those. that's probably true. Um, you know, and the last thing I was going to say is it's not a cover, but I've been waiting for months for an excuse to bring up the Cucumber song by Maccabee that went viral like a year and a half ago. Are you familiar with the Cucumba? <laughs> no. Cucumba. Vitamins, no. minerals, very high number. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so for the folks that don't know, there's a Jamaican guy um, who does like a weekly YouTube video about like health and various life things. And he did like a whole Cucumber rap that I found probably almost a year after it went viral the first time and then played it for the kids and it became like a, a hit in our household. And since we were going to talk a little bit about music, I just wanted to bring that up because I wanted an excuse to post it in our Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> Cucumba by... Yeah, uh, Maka uh, B. M-A-C-K-A space B. Well, Maka B. So, Maka B. He's not Jewish? <laughs> I, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a- <laughs> That's when you threw me off. I was like, his name's Ma- Maccabee, and he's uh, from Jamaica? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no, all right. Maccabee. Like, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I figure, what is it? I mean, is, is, this a, is this a, you know, is this a Hanukkah song? The Cucumber Hanukkah song by Maccabees? Maybe it's one of those uh, <laughs> black Hebrew Israelites we learned so much about last week. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, in segment three, the NFL coach boy band. This isn't really, I don't know, we're not, it's not a cover so much as we're going to take a concept and cover it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, so Super Bowl week coming on. It's already like half a shit show, right? I mean, this the run-up to the Super Bowl is terrible. It starts with the Pro Bowl, which is always a big turd. I turn and it on then, for five minutes. And then, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse until kickoff. And then it gets better slightly. And then there's an hour and a half for halftime. <laughs> and then it gets slightly better. And then thank God it's over. That's how I feel about the Super Bowl week. I am so checked out on it. I could not care less about any of the storylines. I don't care about any of these players. I don't care about goddamn Tom Brady. I don't care about the Rams. I mean, I hate both of these teams a lot. So I really just am totally, it's nice to be free from it. Frankly, I'm just like, hey, I don't care whatever's happening. I'm just watching golf. Right, right. It feels like <laughs> vegetables this week, doesn't it? It's like eat your vegetables. Just just watch it out of some obligation. Yeah, I'm sure it. I'll get to take my kids to somebody else's house and, you know, have to watch them and just make sure they don't break anybody else's shit and try to drink two or three beers while we're there. Perfect. That'll Sounds probably like be it. Yeah. <laughs> but to make it interesting for us, we're, we're going boy band with it. So a boy band, every successful boy band has five successful parts. Um, not successful parts, five distinct parts, rather. Uh, we've got the the star, the young guy, the cute guy, the, the guy that he's, he's he generally the the Timberlake of the group, but sometimes you've got to split depending on the, the group, right? Like in a, in a new kids situation, you might have a, you know, a split between the star being a Jordan Knight and then the, the cute one being Joey, Joey McIntyre. But, uh, and we've got the talented, but fail, ultimately failed solo artist, the JC Chassay, if you will. <laughs> right. <laughs> then we've got the quiet one, the, uh, Lance Bass. And then you wrote meathead. And I kind of like expanded that to include like doofus, Right, he doesn't have to sure. be a meathead. He just might just sort of the doofus, kind of the energy guy. Right, right, the Chris yes, Kirkpatrick yes, yes. or the uh, the right. No, it, he'd be Fatone. You think he's the he's Fatone? But there is I no bad he'd... boy in Insync, right? Bad boy, we're no, sort of looking at. No, yeah, because that's the last be... one. Is the bad boy? Right, new kids, new kids. A little fits this a little bit better in that you definitely have you have Danny, who's definitely the meathead, right. and then you have Donnie, who's the bad boy. Right. And it works for Backstreet Boys as well, for the most part. Right. But it is, the it is if you had to put together, if you had to pick five people off the street to make a boy band with, you have to do it this way. This is really the only, this is really the only, the only formula that works. Yeah. We'll call it the, uh, the Lou Pearlman method. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of questionable actors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Touching anyway. me, touching you. <laughs> All right, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. But there's, but there's so many changes in. Uh, what brought this up the other day was, after all these coaches started getting hired, I started laughing. I was like, "What is going on with all these boy banders getting head coaching jobs in the NFL?" Right. It just made me. It just made me laugh every every time because most of the most of the faces I wasn't, you know, I wasn't familiar with. Uh-huh. So every time they keep coming up on TV, I'd be like, "Who is who is this guy? <laughs> why why is because because it's because the young cute one's Sean McVay, and everyone's in love with Sean McVay, right? So every owner and GM in the league said, "We got to get ourselves 
a Sean McVay. Right. And so, you know, so we already we're already into this star making thing. Because I don't know when did when did it become so important for football head coaches to be good looking? <laughs> yeah, it's a look the part situation. I don't know. I think that society is just getting dumber and dumber. And so you know, I mean there's there's studies that show that good looking people are considered more trustworthy. And that's why everyone trusts me, I'm sure of it. <laughs> me too. But uh, <laughs> but what but back when I was a kid, every football coach was some crotchety cigarette smoking sexagenarian, you know, with a bad hat and a beer gut. I think it has to do with the the spread of information. I think back in the day, you know, the owners truly felt didn't feel like they knew what they were doing, so they felt like they had to hire someone who could talk above their head. Now I think the owners think that they know kind of what they're dealing with. And so rather than turn the decision over to just the general manager, they want somebody who looks like a head coach. Right. I think in general, I think in general, people are worn out or done with authoritarians. You know what I mean? So I think the the old football coach archetype was definitely an authoritarian, right? It was the my way of the highway guy. You were not playing football until after your first concussion kind of kind of (laughs) kind of people. Let's not forget, though, that the, the Cleveland Browns did hire Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns are just a disaster anyway. So I don't, I'm don't. i so looking forward to Freddie Kitchens' interviews next season. I can't even stand it. I mean, I know they're not going to put him on hard knocks again. But damn it. I wish, I wish they were. I wish they would. But uh, yeah, so in our in, so to start off our our NFL coaching boy band, the young cute one, Sean McVay, obviously. Yeah, I don't have another option here. No one currently in the league has made a bigger splash in their first two seasons. Than, sure, than Sean McVay. He's, I mean, he even has a guy who has to hold him back and has to pull him off the sideline. Even he, he has a guy, he has a handler, a literal handler. He's busy trying to imprint every play into his maniacal memory you can't look at the officials he's got to watch what's happening <laughs> right um the talented but un- ultimately unsuccessful one i i wrote down is andy reed <laughs> i think i mean he's obviously brilliant you know what i mean he mm-hmm. obviously can do this offense thing he obviously can but there's just he he's never been able to get over the hump and I don't know if he ever will. I mean, maybe right. maybe there's enough talent in in Mahomes to get him over the hump. But oh lord, it's for them to come out on AFC Championship week and not score in the first half or whatever that was. Just like oh lord, I can see that. I actually had a different selection here. Oh, who did you like there? I like John Gruden here. Because John Gruden is like, he had, I think a lot about these guys that break out of this band and they often have one hit, right? There's one radio hit because they have a name. That's John Gruden. He came in to a pre-made situation, finished it off, got it released. It was a big hit and then took off for greener pastures. The right thing. And then now he's coming back. He's wrecking shop. He's not, you know, he's not actually doing anything good. He's just in the, he's just in the studio, coked out of his mind, like yelling at all the, at the engineer. They're not producing any reasonable product. The record execs come in. The record exec is his, is his buddy. It's just, the whole thing is, an, it's a nightmare and nobody wants to admit it. So. Because I, they, and they keep mentioning his one hit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's he'll live on it forever. But meanwhile, he's trying to recreate the magic, but the magic is gone permanently. All right. I love John Gruden. 
That so that hurts me, but it's <laughs> it, the truth hurts on that one really yeah. badly. <laughs> oh. But uh, <laughs> poor John Gruden going to bed on that big pile of money and being a loser. All right, <laughs> the quiet one, Jim Caldwell. In fact, I don't even know what Jim Caldwell sounds like. Is he <laughs> is he coaching in the league right now? But because if he isn't. Um, I don't think I so. Think he sh- well, I think he's probably a pretty good coach. He's had good success, but I always just see those pictures of him standing on the sideline. He doesn't talk to anyone. He's not talking into the microphone. He's wearing a headset, but he's not talking. He's not talking to the guy standing next to him. He's not talking to anybody. He's just standing there. Yeah, it's the most amazing thing. He was when he was in when he was in Indianapolis. I just it just Jim Caldwell was just standing there. What is he doing? I don't know. He's watching the game. He's imprinting all the plays on his <laughs> maniacal brain. <laughs> Only to not talk about them later. Because Correct. I don't know. What That's what you don't know talk. about Jim Caldwell. Is that he can do the exact same thing with recalling the plays that Sean McVay can, but you would never know because he's not going to share that with you. <laughs> he's not going to talk. Nope. Ever. Yeah, he's shy. I don't even know. <laughs> he's shy. <laughs> Whoa. I, I mean, honest to God, I don't know. I don't know what he sounds like. You could probably pay like three clips of people talking. It's like which one's Jim Call? I have no idea. No, no, no idea. I went a different way here too. Um, after a, a moment of consideration, only because Jim, I don't think, is an active head coach. So I wanted to find somebody who was active in the league. Right. Um, and I went with uh, Jason Garrett. And the reason I chose Jason Garrett is not because he's the quiet one, but he's 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 empty. Like he's a blank stare in his face with a goony smile. And so it's not that he's quiet. He's smiling at you, but there's just nothing behind his eyes. <laughs> he's an excellent clapper. Exactly. He's, he's good. He's good at clapping. Yes. He's there for the part of the song you'll never hear and to clap along during the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Must be hard to coach a team with, you know, Jerry Jones's arm up your butt. You know well, I mean, said. most puppets, most puppets, right? They're the clapping, <laughs> right? clapping hands. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Well, anyway. let's hustle through the rest of this. All right, I had the uh, for the for the meathead. I had Cliff Kingsbury. He just <laughs> he just looks like he just looks like that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I don't, you can almost make a boy band now with McVeigh and Kingsbury or Kingsbury and uh, what's his face Lafleur. Yeah, yeah, you're we're 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 there. We're close to an actual band. We're actually there. Yeah, right. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, that's for what else? Pete, There's Pete be Carroll. <laughs> so Pete Carroll was almost my meathead slash doofus because he's like the, <laughs> he's like the energy guy, right? He's running around, yeah. slapping butts, slapping hands. Yeah. But right. I ultimately wanted to come back to the truth of the boy band, like you mentioned, NKOTB with uh, with Donnie and Danny, and I went with Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. Yeah, as the meathead. <laughs> Jay Gruden is my favorite interview. He's like because he. Cause he that's like uh, he's got the best clipped delivery. It's not quite a full John Gruden. He's made his own little thing. Yeah, it's like the fat's getting in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a good that's a good call. I like that one. I thank like you, Jay Gruden you. there. And then lastly, we have the bad boy. Yeah. Who do you got? For me, it was Belichick. <laughs> I think Belichick's the Lou Pearlman here. <laughs> <laughs> just, just surly. Just, just. I, I think maybe. I think. I just wanted to get him in here. I think that a true bat boy band bad boy really isn't a bad boy. Just sort of struts around like one. What who'd you have there? I went with our old friend uh, Adam Gase because he's <laughs> he's got a coke problem. He's he literally lo- on coke. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Putin. 
You know, have you noticed that? He looks like Putin. A little bit, a yeah. little bit. It's the hairline. That hell, yeah, and yeah. So that that was that's my boy band. <laughs> that's terrific. I'm glad we covered it. Me too, and I'm glad you had to wait for me to do that because that was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, okay, so we're transitioning into the OT, and that means now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> it's time for dad jokes of the week, and this, like I said, this week Woo! is a double helping. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna hustle through these really fast because they're quite bad uh but there are a couple of good ones at the end once again i put them in preferred order um i'm some of these i don't even want to read so i'm just gonna go as fast as possible what do you yell at a cheese thief that's nacho cheese what has a horn and gives milk a milk truck <laughs> do we have mil- do we even have milk trucks anymore no all right why didn't the dinosaur cross the road? Because roads weren't invented yet. God, Dad. Such an <laughs> <ass>. <laughs> Dad, can you put my shoes on? Oh, I don't think they'd fit me. <laughs> How do you catch a unique bird? Unique up on it. I don't know. <laughs> People made this calendar aren't even trying. <laughs> How do you stop a dog from barking in the back of a car? Put him in the front. That's right. <laughs> now I'm complicit. Now I'm complicit in this whole thing. Start calling you Ivanka. Uh, uh, did you hear about the calendar thief? He got 12 months. <laughs> Man, I knew I shouldn't have had the seafood. I'm feeling a little ill. <laughs> Why can't you have a nose that is 12 inches long? Because then... It would be a foot. Is that the same reason you can't have a penis that's 12 inches long? <laughs> we call that fruit by the foot. <laughs> so you're saying Nick Foles has a foot? Yeah. <laughs> Start call three long feet a fruity fun. <laughs> what does a baby computer call its father? Data. And my actual favorite one. I actually genuinely like this one, the last one here. Hey, did you hear about the cheese factory that exploded in France? There was nothing left but debris. (laughs) That actually is (laughs) good. good. I like that one. Okay, do do I get to throw in my dad Always, always. All right. I'm going to open up a Christian buffet and call it God Helps Those Who Help Themselves. (laughs) All right. You know, speaking of Christian food, uh, my man Roy Wood, I said my man because he's one of my favorite comedians, did a special on Comedy Central recently um, where he talked about, made a joke about the Christian chicken sandwich (laughs) that he was eating. (laughs) Uh, And he was doing a fast food bit. And, you know, you've touted McDonald's on the show before to me. Um, You defended it. I love Uh, McDonald's. You've talked about the mobile ordering app. We talked about the, you know, avoiding the poo screens by ordering on our own poo screen with the phone. Yes. yeah, Roy Wood said that McDonald's is like the unboycottable restaurant. They'd have to like boycott one item at a time. Like, oh, fine, we won't have the uh, the the McChicken then. We won't have the McChicken. They <laughs> couldn't couldn't quit the whole restaurant all at once. Anyway, check out that special if you if you like stand up comedy. I feel like we do a lot of the promotion of stand ups on the, on our show, and I like for that. sure. Um, but so tonight, this happened just tonight. Uh, I decided, you know, I really wasn't in the mood to cook dinner. It had been a long day. Um, it's time to go pick up the kids. It's like, let's just go get some McDonald's and feed them quick, get the, you know, get some chicken nuggets in them and move on with our lives. 
So I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to hook up the mobile app because I tried it for Subway not that long ago, much better than having to, you know, have a conversation with that person about what you want on your sandwich. With your sandwich artist, you don't yes. want to talk, you don't want to interface directly with them? Mostly because ours, like, like, I, what do you want on your sandwich? And here's what I'll, I'll say it. And then five seconds later, sorry, what did you say? And it goes on and over and over again. Right. You say, I'd like lettuce, tomato, um, some, uh, some vinegar, salt and pepper. And then they go, okay, great. Lettuce. They put the lettuce on and they go, okay, now what? Yeah. Now what did you want? <laughs> yeah. And mine's really easy. I do it the same time, every, same way every time, but whatever. That's not the, the point is I used the mobile app. It was successful at Subway, so I figured I'd give it a shot at McDonald's, especially giving your testimonial. Let me tell you what, Chris. It was a big fucking failure. <laughs> <laughs> so, not well executed on the, oh on my the part God. of McDonald's? No. So I sign up. I get it all dialed in i like to do it especially for the happy meals because then i can like pick the different sides and the, you know they want different kinds of milk pre-order they should be ready to go so i order it takes us about seven minutes to get there that should be plenty of time for them to make the food um, i get myself some chickens uh get there they don't have the order like it's just, just, it just evaporated it's not ether. ready no they have it it's just they haven't done anything um they don't wait on me until they've cleared the line so i'm standing in the mobile order pickup area uh-huh. This is a little designated area. Nobody comes to, yeah. to speak to me because there's only one cashier. The manager looks at me multiple times as he's walking around back there helping. Not managing much, I'll tell you what. <laughs> so the woman brings me the cup, the cashier woman. She's like, here's your cup. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, it's supposed to be a to-go order, so the shit should be full already, but fine. I'll help out. I'll get out of here. <laughs> so I walk over to the fountain to get my drink, and hopefully they'll be putting my, together my food. I'm standing there. I'm standing there. My family's in the car. Kids in the car waiting for this food. Car's running. Car's running. They're outside. I should have had them bring it to the car. Then we would have really been pissed and was sitting out there the whole time waiting. Right. Right. At this point, I'm waiting long enough that they have filled the order of the guy who ordered in line in front of me before they even acknowledged that I was there. So now we're, we're into like... I might as well just order it when minutes. I walked in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then the guy brings over the bag of with my McChickens in it. Sets it on the counter in front of me. Cool. Then he brings over the two milks and sets them on the counter next to the bag. And remember, I have a soda in my hand. Uh-huh. So I'm like, well, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. And then he brings over the two Happy Meals and sets them on the counter. And then the, or sure, sorry, the, the, the cashier woman brings them over to me. And she's not busy. There's nobody else here. It's just me at this point. Sets the Happy Meals on the counter and starts to walk away. And I'm like, can I get like some other kind of bag or you got something else for me to put this <laughs> stuff in? I'm like, I what do you want me to do here? Like it's two loose milks, two happy meal boxes and a bag of chicken. And I got one hand already has a drink in it. Right. So she pulls out one of those McDonald's shopping bags. Oh yeah. I love those. Opens it up. And I assume she's going to put the happy meals in it, whatever. <laughs> sets it on the counter and walks <laughs> away. And at this point there are people in line. So I'm like, whatever, fine. But now there's also another cashier back there. Uh-huh. And at this point I'm pissed and I don't ever do things like this. But at this point I'm so fed up. I go out loud. I say, Jesus fucking Christ, I guess I fucking work here. Pack up the bag and basically stomp out the door. <laughs> and so it's doesn't it gets worse, Chris. I can't I can't defend I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend McDonald's. Was the food good? It was okay. Well, it was McDonald's, right? Yes. It's, it was it was it what was you'd fine. expect. But I got Listen. home. Hold on, man. And there's oh. no toys in the Happy Meals, Chris. No toys. <laughs> In the Happy Meals. Jesus Christ. It's the whole point of getting the Happy Meal. Otherwise, I could just make some frozen chicken nuggets. Right. 
and I'm getting my blood pressure's getting up just telling you the story. <laughs> I that's uh, that's inexcusable. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not gonna defend. I'm not gonna defend that. I mean, it's, it's just no. That's that's just that's a poorly run franchise operation. And this particular is. restaurant is problematic. They fuck it up all the time. Like they can't get the Happy Meals right. It's because the fact that we want two different kinds of Happy Meals is just too much to handle. Right. Right. Now, I live m- mostly equidistant from two McDonald's. There's one McDonald's in in town, and then I could go toward the interstate. And there's one right there by the interstate. And the one by the interstate is so much better than Uh the one that's in town. Uh I mean, I think the one by the interstate, it's it's newer, cleaner. The everyone seems like they know what the hell they're doing. Uh And then the other one is just like a complete shit show. Like for the most part. I think it's a business volume thing, right? This actually this McDonald's stays busy, but they're not busy like on weeknights at dinner time like this usually. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, you know, it's just like going to a restaurant at like 2 p.m. And you walk in, you're like, cool, nobody's here. We're going to get great service. And you get terrible service and the food is slow because everyone's done with the lunch rush. Yeah. And but, everyone's just sort of in low gear. Yeah. So you get yeah. shitty service even though there's nobody there. The interstate, the interstate McDonald's never goes into low gear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't think they never go. They're, they're always in. They're always in motion. No. And it's like the good coffee shop. Yeah. I'm not going to say Starbucks. Fuck you, Howard Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, I had one other thought before we buzz out for the evening, and that is that, uh, so I complain a lot on the internet about Imagine Dragons being a bad band that plays bad music. They're very popular. They are very popular. I understand that people who listen to this podcast may even like them. Sure. Whatever. Like what you like. But it's sort of objectively bad music. It's, It's just... It's I mean, not. It's it's uninteresting. I'm sorry. It's just repetitive and. and would you whatever. rather? Would you rather? Would you rather listen to the five best Imagine Dragon songs or the five best Nickelback songs? The five best Nickelback songs. Yeah. 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 Because okay, I, I I understand Nickelback is a joke and people think that's a bad band, but there are five. Ha- I would rather listen to How You Remind Me or Leader of Men than any Imagine Dragon song. I got it. All right. Fair enough. Um. So. But I finally figured it out. I've cracked the code on Imagine Dragons. And I don't know why it came to me. Um, I think it's because of, the again, the simplistic sort of structure of their songs and the repetitive nature, the very, the grandiose, like the, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The musical term for the slow build in sound until it gets louder and louder. Crescendo. Thank you. Good Lord, my brain. I'm getting old, huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of different things going on there. What I figured it out, what I figured out is Imagine Dragons is show tunes. If you just imagine Imagine Dragons mm-hmm. as Rent sure. and play all those songs as if they are musical songs that are telling a story, it all makes sense to me. It's just like the greatest showman. Those that that music, even that's music is even better than Imagine Dragons, but Imagine Dragons is just straightforward show tunes and that is why it's so popular. Well, they're from Las Vegas. Yes, and I'm and I personally blame them for killing the championship run for the my Golden Knights last year because they played that they played game two and the whole thing just went to hell after that. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, maybe they're bucking for their uh, you know a sh- their own standing show at like the uh, the Venetian or something, and they're pulling together this show that they can build. 
like a Mamma Mia around. Maybe they're maybe they've been releasing these hits with the express goal of 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 creating a Broadway show like Rock of Ages or Mamma Mia or Moving Out. And if they did that, I think I would go see it. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz then you might appreciate the long game on this. Even but without even without the overall plan, just the idea that these songs make a lot more sense to me if I'm also watching some sort of a choreographed dance performance that tells a story. And a play. Like, they have scenes, and yes. then all of a sudden they break into... Yeah. You break into a Imagine Dragon song that fits into the, that, part of the, that part of the production. Yeah. I mean, think Radioactive, Natural, all of these songs. They're show tunes. And then, and then the last song they play, they close out with, I'm on top of the world. Hey! Yep, and then everyone stands up and dances and sings that song, and then the then it's then it's house lights and curtain down, and you're out. Right, finished with the big twee hit at the end there. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna be really excited when we're right about this. Let's go pitch it. Let's call Dan Reynolds up. <laughs> I believe he's uh, actually. I, I think I've told you this before, but I had a hard time learn. Or I, I my they, my hate for them eased up when I found out that he's actually a really good guy with a mission about inclusion and trying to bring like positive vibes to a lot of people and it's goofy, but it's he's not fine. a bad guy. So no, I mean, I don't connect with their music, but no. again, I know that they're very popular. So, sure. uh, you know, whatever yeah, more so power to them. I look forward to their, the imagine dragons stage show. They need to stay the hell off of the hockey rinks though. <laughs> well, and the college football halftime show. Cause that was a, a mess. Ooh. Ooh. It's just the, the dude is not maybe the greatest live singer. <laughs> right, they're not they're not arena rock in that regard. They're not stadium rock. No, yeah, I don't need to see them, and I don't know what I'm going to do about Maroon Five. I, I don't know. It'll be fine. It'll be like it always is. Pop hacks at halftime. You're not going to watch it anyway. <laughs> Turn on the puppy ball. <laughs> I'm going to be skiing. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll be up in the I'll be up in the mountains snowboarding with my kids. Well, I look forward to seeing uh, Cirque du Soleil Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> you think oh. they'll do that one naked? Do you think they'll do that one naked like uh, Zoomanity? I think you know? everyone, yeah, naked, but like uh, painted up like uh, like dra- like lizards. Everyone has <laughs> like lizard body paint. Yeah, I like it. Well, that's our show for the week. Our thanks to all of you for listening to Two on Three Pod. You know we appreciate tremendously the time you choose to spend with us. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next time with more shenanigans. And until then, peace!